Welcome to another episode of Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. I'm Survivor expert Shannon Gus in the treehouse with King Khan from Blood vs. Water and two-time player Brooke Jowett. Let's get into it. So she did it. Queen Haley threw the immunity challenge, got the hero to their first tribal council and broke the winner's curse. Let's start with you, Brooke. You did this challenge in season one and won. What were you thinking watching this? I did. As soon as I saw this challenge, I said, Haley's going to win this. Hands down. It is perfect for her body shape. She's really good with endurance. And this is the kind of thing that you... If, it's all in your head. <laughs> Sorry. Like, she's really good at endurance. That is, like, that's such shade from production right now. Yeah. Like, talking tribal production to put that shot in. But look how happy she is falling, though. I mean, she, 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 she didn't fake it It was a well, graceful fall. It was. It was like, oh, no, look, my hand slipped. I'm that falling. challenge would have been so easy for her to win. But it's because everyone knows that that's the issue. So I was like, all right. If she falls and people can think, okay, she's not necessarily the best at endurance yeah. here. Shani, like, also is super strong. You've got, like, Shani and Liz on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of really strong women, I think, who would be amazing at that. But the issue is that she, like, told people she was throwing, yes. obviously, and she's, like, trying to connect with Sean in yeah. that. And then also it was so obvious that, like, look how happy she it's is so that she falls. Obvious. So I don't think that she got, like, as much of lessening that threat level mm-hmm. as she would have just if she'd fallen. But I also think that, like... Throwing that challenge is a massive risk mm. for her. Yeah. Like, because she's a target, right? She's a massive target. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like it. I like that she's through it because sometimes it's not about how much of a threat you are or how much you want to play the game. Sometimes it's just about who you want in your tribe. Yeah. And that's why I think happened there. You I don't think... want Rogue in your tribe? <laughs> no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> I was, like, I, was gonna, I, was, I was trying to soften it, but I was like, just no. Would yeah. you? No, thank you. No. Okay, so we're all on the same page with that. (laughs) I mean, the thing with Haley and throwing the challenge is, like, to play devil's advocate, try to, like, make sense, because Haley's always thinking, Mm. you know, 50 steps ahead. For me, the curse is real. It's not this, like, philosophical, majestic Mm -hmm. thing. It's real because they know about it. Yeah, yeah, It's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The longer it gets in, the closer she gets to something like a swap, Mm. and then there's this thing hanging around, like, oh, you know that Australian survival winners go at the first tribal council, and now you're tempted to do it. So I kind of get, like, getting that out of the way having someone like Rogue who's such a clear target because mm. people don't want her on their tribe. But I still think way too risky because she's always going to be a possibility. Yeah. And there's other things with throwing the challenge. Then you have to split on Jerry. Yeah. You like expend that social capital. She's like then looking for an idol because you put yourself in that threat level. And then like, again, like they lose again. Mm. So mm-hmm. like at a point, you'll pr- like even the heroes might lose, could vote out Rogue, like have that kind of cushioning there. But like now she's gone. Yeah. So then you put yourself even at risk for the next time. So like I wouldn't necessarily have been throwing it in Haley's position, but... I'm sure that it was the right decision based on it being Haley. <laughs> Do you know, you, you said that her sharing with Sean wasn't the smartest thing, but I actually think it was. I feel as though that was a connecting point for them. And I think it's her, again, trying to manage her threat levels by being like, mm. you're an ally of mine now. I'm going to let you in on a little something that I'm planning just to kind of be like, we're working together. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Do we really see how Sean responded to that? Like, no. I don't know yeah. how he took it. Yeah. Because if, if it was me... If my tribe ever mentioned throwing a challenge, personally, I can't do it because I'm too competitive <laughs> and, yeah, I, I just couldn't do it. But you I feel on the like challenge. You're like, this is the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always get perceived well. So also a risk in her telling Sean that. Yeah, I think it's how is Sean, like, receiving her? Mm. He later, like, wants to keep her as a shield. And also, like, we don't know exactly, like, the timing of when that, that would happen. But I think it's hard because Haley has no power and she's aware and she's basically mm-hmm. begging for her life mm-hmm. and using, like, these other opportunities to get through other people on the outs. And Sean just has so much power. Mm. He's the person that you're going to go to, but it's always a risk because he's yeah. going to basically use her as he wants to either way. Like, I think for Haley being a shield, 
I, I could go either way on it. Like, Sean does need shields. He has so many physical shields. Mm -hmm. And Hayley's the biggest strategic shield in the game. She's mm -hmm. one, and mm -hmm. she's amazing. But I don't know, because Hayley's so good. And no one is talking about the cross-tribal relationships. Or if they are, we aren't seeing it. So she gets back to George. Yep. Yeah. All hell will break loose. I mean, look at the fact that they're already, like, talking. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't give Hayley an inch because she would take a mile. But I also... I'm hedging my bets here because I also do think, like, she's a great shield. I, I honestly think that what's happening with Hayley is where she's positioning herself. She's really lessening her threat mm. level. I find that she has this really great knack of putting herself in a place where you think she's the weakest person. Yeah, Even though she's not. Well. She plays it so well. Like, I watch her speak and I'm like, you're trying to be, like, this innocent damsel in distress, yeah. save me, save me kind of situation. But you're doing that on purpose. Like but she's it's kind doing, of working. Why is working. no one talking about, like, not talking? Like, you know, everyone talks about maybe getting Haley out, but what about her being, like, such a massive physical threat? Like, all yeah. these other things. Kind yeah. of, she's kind of just downplaying it all, and it's working. Yeah, she's someone who will really flourish even more towards that endgame. So you take the shot now. But they didn't, and I think, kind that you mentioned it, because Rogue, yeah. you know, like we see it in little bits and I think your experience yeah. as players, it's hard being out there 24-7 oh, with oh. someone. Because you, you know this, right? Like there, there are moments in the, your tribe when you're like, okay, cool, we want to get rid of someone because of a game. Mm -hmm. But there were moments where we were like, no, we don't care about the game. Like we're <laughs> yeah. literally like, we don't <laughs> want to spend any more time with that person. Oh They're going. Gosh. Any little habits people could do, like someone was snapping sticks a lot, it was driving me nuts out there, <laughs> like, anything like that. It's like, you're so fragile. You cannot waste your energy on getting annoyed at little things. So if yeah. someone was bugging me, I'd be like, I don't care about gameplay right now. Just Babe, get out. Yeah. Like, snapping, I need you out. Snapping sticks is nothing. We had bottles thrown. Oh, the tea <laughs> coming out of the tribal. That's like I mean, tea tea. That's yeah. they, but no, but well, I think with Rogue, it's like, I personally think she was going. Yes. I definitely don't think it's because she asked for it. And I'm kind no. of annoyed that she thinks it was. I'm like, you did nothing. You did not do anything. Like, not because you are. That was basically like, you can't find me. I quit. Like, exactly. go, you're out yes. the door. Then the, even the way she was at Tribal Council, like, if that changed things, we're seeing, like, 15 minutes of Tribal Council where, like, obviously they're going to get rid of her. Mm. They've had that every day. Yeah. You know, like, the, and they split the vote as they said they would for me. They, they, you know, you have to get the drama. Of course, they're considering Haley. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about it. But, like, I think they walked into tribal council. No, rogue was going exactly. home. It was, yeah. it was rogue. It was always going to be rogue. And, like, yeah. I was like, okay, you're going to say that it was your move. But it wasn't your move. Like, you quit. Like, yeah. you basically... Like, you, no, because sorry. Because you knew you were out Because yeah, yeah, you knew you were out. Like, yeah. th that was what was... Oh, I can't with her. <laughs> so, Brooke, Australian Survivor is known for these endurance challenges. We even get a pre-merge. You won an endurance <laughs> challenge exactly like this. And in the same conditions in Samoa where it looked cold and horrible and that's why I sit on this couch. So <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about that and the, the trauma that's resurfacing through oh watching Oh, my gosh, it? absolutely. So firstly, this, this challenge, I mean, I think one thing to note is the guys kind of walk into a challenge like this thinking they're going to own it. And as soon as you get up there, it's like having a big, big body mass, it's not going to help you. And I think Sam Webb is someone who I remember in this challenge was very confident fell very early, and if you notice, he chose to sit out on this yes. one. So I think it's past trauma actually affecting <laughs> him in this challenge. But it's a perfect challenge for Haley. I mean, Haley and I are quite similar in the challenges that we do well in, and this is definitely one of them. I won this one. Woohoo. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Pat on my back. And that was just because it's, I mean, I've got long limbs. It helps. I'm light. And I think it's a lot of mental power as well. So yes. Haley had this down pack. And it's lean muscle. And it's lean and it's, muscle. Yeah. And I guess another thing to note, which you could see in the challenge we just saw happen with Haley throwing the challenge, is that the elements in Samoa are so much harder than they look. Like, we've got 
massive waves, and that's because it is the windiest place I've ever been. It's constantly raining. Did you have crabs for crawling across you as well? I, had, I slept on crab holes. Every night I could feel crabs crawling over my Cannot. body. <laughs> Cannot. No, 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 no. That's where I draw Awful. the line. No, no, no nothing's mean, crawling. No food because you can't get the fire. No warmth. You've got a lot of mozzies because you have no fire going. Oh, so clothes. just damp, wet, everything. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of... I mean, we saw them win that pizza reward and they ate it frozen. I know. And that's probably because they couldn't get a fire going at the time because it's just that damp. Australian Survivor really trolls the contestants with the rewards. They've done it before where they're like fish and chips <laughs> And then it was they like did potatoes. That to me. And yeah, was that you? Yeah. Okay. It is so exactly. painful yeah. when you think you're coming back to hot food and they're like, there's an ocean, here's a fishing rod, catch your fish and chips. Yeah. I, I felt for them so much. You with just that picture pizza. JLP and he's just laughing somewhere. He's like, ha ha ha, JLP love. Evil. We got potatoes, but they were raw, so we had to obviously put them in the fire and did things you like that. Them? No, I think we ate them. Like all at once? Yeah, desperate times. Hungry. <laughs> no, I'm like, every time I see any kind of food, I'm like, save it. I use know. that later. Use that later. Use that later. There were times where I'd dig in the sand and bury little f- snacks in there later. I remember hiding a brownie in the sand, and I went back three days later and ate it. That's disgusting. I know. Well, I had a little twig but it's, in the it's middle not. with a leaf because I knew where to find it. it it's smart. No, it's the, really gross. No, because the ground <laughs> would be cold. It's like a, it's like a it's refrigerator. refrigerator. <laughs> right, but my refrigerator is not filled with dirt and sand. Did, wait, did you wrap it in a leaf? No. Oh, okay, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love winning that. Well, I mean, we did see all the boys sat out. We had, like, the whole meat tray on the bench. Yes. My favourite moment was when Stevie drops into Simon's arms and it was, like, take off the captain's hat and Simon's, like, carrying him into the sunset. That was so cute. <laughs> Stevie, I, I'm really starting to fall for Stevie. He's so cute. OK, you're talking about falling for Stevie. I'm falling for Simon. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I have never noticed Simon before. And, like, I think it's because Sean's been there and I'm like, yep, Sean, Sean, Sean. But then, like, when Stevie did fall, I was like, oh, Simon's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> On Heroes vs. Villains this week, David outsmarted Goliath. Check this out. Survivors ready? Go. Sean with a clear reach advantage here. The Joker's going to have to think of a different strategy. Sean going right for it. Big move from Jordy, and he pulls it off for the villains. Villains take that round, tying it up. 2-2. Two, two. I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Why didn't Sean just hold it way up here? Oh, I, I just... know. <laughs> Look, I, I think we've seen that move before on yeah, previous yeah. seasons of Survivor. I think it actually is banned in the US now. Oh, really? The, I think so. Well, it's smart. It's, yeah, really, it's yeah. a really smart move, especially if your opponent's not really expecting it. Mm-hmm. And it's the only thing that you can really do when you're versing a 25-foot man yeah. that's just, like, <laughs> towering over the top of are. you. I think it was a really smart thing for Geordie to do, though, mm. because, if like, when I watched that, I was like... Hands down, Sean's got this. Yeah. And then he did that. I was screaming at my screen. <laughs> I just did not see that coming. But then Simon does it and it doesn't work. So that's why I like it. I don't think it yeah. should be banned because it, it, it doesn't it always fail. Work. Like yeah. it's a risk. Well, it, it, it only fails if your opponent's kind of expecting it. Because yeah. I feel like that's like if I was playing that, I would be holding it, being like, okay, you're about to throw it, you're about to throw it, you're about to throw it and watch as they're about to throw it and try and do it at the same time <laughs> yeah. and just be like, whoever lands first wins. <laughs> but then, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, okay. My favourite part of the challenge is, is the strategy. Yeah. Haley and George continuously communicating, which I love to see. I know mm. it's been hyped up. The whole the whole promo, the whole marketing was Haley versus George, and all we've seen is just them continuously looking out for each other, yeah. Yeah. asking each other for advice. We see that George asked Haley about whether he should work with Jerry, and that influences his decision so mm-hmm. much. At first, mm-hmm. he's like, you might be going home, and now he's like, I will use you, and then wins Jerry over. Mm. So it's, like, we see how important that was. Yeah, it was actually really interesting for me that, like, he just had didn't want anything to do with Jerry yeah. until 
Haley spoke to him. And I think it's very, very intelligent on Haley's side as well because she knows that Jerry's there mm-hmm. to get information. Who's going to have all the information? George. Yeah. George is going to know everything. So she's like, no, no, work with him, trust him. Now, I think the best part for Haley is that George is trusting Haley. Yeah. Haley can tell him whatever she wants right <laughs> yeah. now, and he's just like, sure. Yeah, but I think that's reciprocated. Like, I really do think mm. that connection, especially because Haley has so few options. Like, that's why I'm saying if they could get together at a later phase of the game, that would be really good. But I did think it was it was great of George to like win Jerry over and kind of win that battle with Simon. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it's a bit risky? having those conversations in front of your other tribe mates. I mean, I know that they do it secretively, but I've been in this position before and I've watched it happen. And you know, and then you get so sus on people and they're like, you know, setting off red flags in your head. If you're seeing people from the opposite tribe start having little whispers, you get paranoid. I think if you watch people whisper, you get paranoid. But, like, they did it during a celebration. I think... Because it was Haley against George in one of the challenges, yeah, yeah. right, where it happened. Yeah, it was a totem challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they, they gave each other a hug mm-hmm. and that's when mm-hmm. information was changed. Mm-hmm. I actually really yeah. appreciate that George is always putting his hand up to go against Haley. He knows it's good TV. George loves that. <laughs> he, um, like, that. That is probably the main reason. But he also, like, it's hyping up this, like, battle between them that yeah. clearly is, like, very much on the back burner, not a thing. And then yeah. it also gives them, the, you know, the chance to talk. So I think it's yeah. really smart. In terms of also things I loved about the challenges, things I thought I'd never say, not usually such a challenge person, no offense, Brooke, but um, (laughs) the sign language, I was, I loved it. I thought it was incredible representation that both Ben and Paige have deaf family members, so they've Mm -hmm. connected Mm -hmm. over that. Mm -hmm. Something we see in like Survivor South Africa, it's a very uh, multilingual country, Mm. so people connect over languages all the time. And for sign language to be a thing that gave them the edge to Mm. win in the small challenge, Mm -hmm. I thought that was incredible. So has that happened before, ever? I know, I mean, like definitely not, not with sign language, not with any other language to take like this advantage. And I loved it because I randomly learned how to spell sign in high school. Mm. So I was like, yeah. You were reading it? I was like, oh, (laughs) this is the same thing. And and I'm like, I can understand. I was like, we know what the letters are. But I just thought that was incredible and such an innovative way to, to I think loved about it. it. I literally had no idea what was happening. Like, <laughs> I honestly had no idea what was happening when I was watching it. I'm like, how do they know what letters are going into where? Like, I could, yeah. yeah. So smart. I don't know why. So it made smart. me so emotional watching it. Yeah. I, w- I was just like, this is really, it's something really nice to watch. I mean, mm. you don't see it all the time mm-hmm. and it was celebrated and it worked for them and I, I was just sitting there won. like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> I might feel like I'm going to cry. If the villains had then copied it, to win. Yeah. That would have been frustrating yes. for me. Like, I really so feel like they very much earned well. that challenge. Yeah. And they were so, they were so, so close. It was like close. seconds apart. Oh, yes. We need to learn sign language. I know. I'm going to you guys in the break. It's really, really easy to learn. <laughs> okay, 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 I can't, okay. I can't okay. wait to. Because the vowels are just A E I O U. That's already easy. So, oh. Yeah. So, Who does okay, the break. Yeah. <laughs> you're leaving today being able to spell. At least your own names. I will give you your, okay, your, yeah, your own names. Um, but as well as like the rewards that they've been given, the trolling that's been done. <laughs> the poor heroes. They win the, the baked goods, you know, and when Jonathan... Jonathan's like, I didn't say you'd all get, you know, we've oh, learned no. the, you know, the power so of assumption. Genius. What do we think about how Sam did that? It's, <laughs> it's very Sam yeah. thing to do. I mean... Sam is not subtle. And he's, he's not, not very strategic. So if it was me, I mean, I'd still, like, I would love to give my friends the best things, mm-hmm. but you also want to use that as a tool to bring other people in. Mm. So, I mean, giving Ben, what did he give Ben? The tiny the, pie? The, more, mm-hmm. the small pie. Yeah, the I feel like pie. that, not the smartest move, and giving David the giant cake. It's just showing everybody, like, and, and showing Sean that he, you know, that yeah. he's closer with David and things like that. I, I think I would have given Sean the cake because he 
he's our big physical player. Mm. They're our really big one. So it's like, he's going to help us win challenges. Give him all the calories. Give him the cake. Yeah, like, give him yeah. the calories. But that's the issue that Sam had, I think, where you don't want to show all your cards, mm -hmm. but also, like, his allies need the most calories. Yeah. So we can't just, like, load them up on, on the worst things, which I think is hard. But I wouldn't say that Sam is unstrategic. I just think he's, like, a broad stroke really kind of obvious strategic player. Yeah. We see it as someone like the, the archetype of like an Andrew sneaky. Savage. He's, yeah, he's not, he's not sneaky, but he's strategic, I think, but, it, but it's, it's very, very clear. This is a man who will sit at tribal council and say, we're voting out someone who we don't care if they come back. See you, oh Jerry. Like, you know what I'm like, this is the person. I know, he doesn't see there. He doesn't think things no. through Like that, that was my issue with it. It, it. It's not even about as much making connections, because I don't know how much that, like, that will happen. They're also there eating but it's showing Ben that he's on the bottom of the hierarchy. Yeah. Like, just don't be so obvious yeah. about it. But, I mean, in terms of them voting for Jerry, this twist comes in. I thought it was a very cool, complex kind of layered twist, and all of the perspectives that they had on that I thought were interesting. I, and then they land on Jerry. Do we, do we I, like look, that? I, I think with the Jerry vote out, I think it was perfect. Mm. It went the way that they wanted it to. But I just think that the only mistake was what Sam said. Was saying that to yeah. him. Why did he say that? I know, you didn't need to. <laughs> just say. I think it we was wanna... a slip of the tongue. Like, no, you know, no, later being not... like, gosh. Brooke, please. <laughs> this is Sam 24 <laughs> 7. This friend. is not, I know, but like, it's just say, like, we're going to vote out someone who we trust, someone who we think can be so charismatic to, to really make the connections. He's like, I just want to make it clear that the person, will, it's just because I don't care about you. I just want you to know it's because I don't care. Are we clear on that? All right, let's go to vote. Like, Could it be as easy as, like, we're going to vote out someone who we think has a better chance of coming back. Yeah. Like, that could be yeah, just The most skilled among us, not yeah. the most expendable. What do you think about Paige volunteering to go? I didn't hate it. I mean, I wouldn't put myself in that position, but that kind of feels like the player the page is. You have to yeah. play to who you are as a person. Yeah. I mean, honestly, she backs herself on the charisma and the way that they all love her, yeah. it doesn't it's... seem like she's wrong. No, yeah. I agree. But you never want to put yeah, you, yourself yeah. in a position where you can go home. I also, like, it's happened to me in season one. So I went into, I was chosen as the person who goes into their tribal council to witness it all. I didn't know if I was going to get swapped over, but I was happy to go only because... I wanted to make those inroads on the other tribe and even yes. just being in front of them, smiling mm. at them, like, you know, just giving them a good idea That's of a good who point. you are. It's, it's smart. I think Paige was clever to do that. That's a really good point because, again, she's backing her mm. charisma. Mm -hmm. She knows she has the hero relationships and then you can control it. Yep. Like, Jerry goes and now Jerry is mad and now he, that, like, that could hurt her mm -hmm, in the future. Mm -hmm. Whereas she goes, she can control that situation. There is a small risk. But that's, like, the game she wants to play. Yeah. But I don't think Paige going would have been believable at all. I disagree, actually, because they, they kept going on. Like, it was a red flag. Like, it, it's so easy to make up a story. Mm. Yeah. She, I was caught looking... I was looking for idols. Like, you know, I didn't get along with yeah. blank. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they're saying that we, you can see we're friends at the challenge, but I do feel like that's pretty pretty easy to hide, especially because the villains wouldn't think that you're ever going back. Because yeah. that's yeah. not a twist yeah, that we've yeah, ever yeah, seen before. Cool. We've seen Mine. so many people swap, like, voted to the other tribe and we've never seen it, like, you're going to come yeah. back in two days. So the villains wouldn't even think about, which is unfair because they won the challenge and they have this information deficit, but I just don't think that they would be, like, thinking on that level. Yeah. I just think that they really wanted to keep Paige. As Sam said, he's like, you are someone I care about. You are someone I'm not sending to the other tribe. So <laughs> you can go. That's what it is. I mean, speaking of Sam, he is also, like, on the wild goose chase for an idol that Sean has found oh. as well. So I think it's interesting because I think there's, like, this tension with the meat tray. Mm. Like, it's, like, kind of this, I don't know, you have, give uh, me a cooking analogy card no, for the no, meat no. one missing. <laughs> oh, the fat, the, I don't know. I can't even, I'm like, okay. like I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, what I find interesting about that is I think Sean's really playing. I think he's yes. really over being, like, the nice guy doing all the right yeah. things. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do a couple of things for myself and I'm loving it. I I'm love loving it. I love to see that. 
Mm. It was really good. But I did feel so bad for them when they were searching for an idol that didn't exist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mate, check your but friend's bag. Like that's constantly going to be happening. I know, you know, but I just love that it was Sean. Like, yeah. I did not see that coming from Sean, and I'm all for it. He is doing what you want to do, which is lean into the heroic yes. reputation, yeah. then play a little bit more underhanded. Mm. Speaking of idols, but not really, and also of villains, <laughs> Simon's non-idol, like, with the cross in the lower third, oh. the, the, yeah. Survivor's real shady this year. Yeah. I reckon, like, with <laughs> all the little cruel. twists for winning challenges and also that, I'm like, it's so shady. <laughs> it's <laughs> so shady. Yeah, I mean, he's bringing other people into it. Should we, let's take a look. Not what I expected. Not what I expected. Oh, not a necklace. It's no rope. Because um, it's a cookie shape. Oh, of course. He's in the cookie. Was he in the cookie shape? Yeah. It's a it's a cookie idol. I think that's my favourite line. It's a cookie shape. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a cookie. Oh, okay. It's a cookie. Oh, it doesn't have to be an idol. It's a cookie it's shape. Painful. It's crazy though because like we've seen this season after season. If you get a clue, you get a piece of paper that says yeah. you've got a clue. You have an idol. Hello, this is your immunity idol. Yeah, it's He's got hard, no though. information. I don't get it's... how it's a clue to this day. I don't understand why what it is. I still don't know what it is. Yeah, oh, well. I don't I don't understand what it is. Is he going to play it and then you'll get some magical advantage? No, or it's, it's, is I don't it know just what a it nothing? is. I don't know what it is. I think it's just a decoy. Like, it's just there to, like, throw... It's like, so cheeky It's just being shady. Yeah, well, they are being very shady to Simon with that. And I don't... I just feel so bad that he's like, it's a cookie. Like, it's like... I, I, I really... I'm really excited to see it unfold, though. Same. I want to see him use it. I really want to see him Why? at Tribal Go. That's I, so... You, people say that you want a villain. People say that he's not a villain. What? I'm Come a on. villain and I'm dying for that villain. moment. Why would you both of you villains? It's just petty. I like it. Like, it's, it's, it's so going to be fun. I just want to see his Wait, reaction when he confidently plays it and Jonathan's like, that's just decoration. That's like, tragic. <laughs> All of what you're saying would be tragic. We're not even... No. But Am I, I getting converted <laughs> to the dark side? I like this. I like this. Okay, come, come on my couch here. Get away from... No, but I, as well, we're talking about idols that aren't idols. Mm. So much of the drama in this episode was about Ben making a fake idol and people didn't like that. Mm -hmm. What did you think about this? I feel like it could be a bonding experience with your tribe. Like, you having this big secret together brings everyone together. But it also has so much room for error mm. because everyone's now thinking, this guy's capable of making fake idols. He's thinking that way. Mm. And I feel like he's kind of just thrown himself under the bus a little. <sighs> Thoughts? I think it's fine. It irritates me. <laughs> it irritates me so much. Again, I'm not, I don't want to pick on Sam Webb. But there's this whole mentality where it's like, we're all scheming, we're all looking for idols. In fact, we're at the top of the food chain, which is like the most strategic thing to do. But like anyone else who's like even remotely strategic, like that's not okay for you. Mm. And like they're misreading Ben because he's not a very self-interested player. He wants to be with the team. It's so sad. And it's an arts and crafts project to like bring them together, arts maybe to use it as a support. <laughs> no, but it is. Like, okay, if they catch him making it in secret, that's super shady. But he's like, it's not shady to be like, let's all make this transparent thing. Yeah, but no thing. one else is making it with him. They were just watching him. But, but he's not trying to hide it. Like, yeah. what, why is it? Yeah, I it's, don't know. It's just I'm... such a random thing to do because it's like. It's boring out there. You guys know. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's. Make friendship bracelets like I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was making chopsticks and everyone thought that I was just cutting, like, I was like being like devilish by cutting wood. I was like, I was making chopsticks for everyone to eat on. Fifty crafts are fun on Survivor. He's, yeah, it's a craft project. But not strategic crafts that mm. make you look like you're playing harder Sneaky. than everyone else. Look, as soon as you're seen as being strategic, that's the issue. Yeah. That's the that's problem. That's strategic. Like, that's, that's unity. But I think what the issue is that, like, you're making it together. It is. You're, you're making it together. But the issue is, like, the heroes are so mateship 
and like the they strong are. like and the, like the bend doesn't fit into that whole like meat tray thing which is leading it anyway and then i think it's just an excuse like at that point like they're already if 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 sean did this or sam webb did it they'd be like fun fun time no i do love ben i must say yeah but i reckon you've got a very soft spot for ben i do yeah, yeah. very much so I don't i'm think annoyed i don't think you're looking at it like objectively because i'm I, I look at it and i just go really like what are, what you, are you actually <laughs> <laughs> no, but like honestly the first thing i looked at when i saw him do that i was like that's a mistake. I totally disagree. I really, really, I just really think he's just, like, if you go to him in confessional, he's like, I'm not doing this as an individual thing. He wants to be for the team. Like, okay, maybe he's misreading how mm. they're going to receive that based mm, on the way yeah. that he's being perceived anyway. And he should maybe read, like, going even more into this, like, less strategy, more mateship thing with the heroes. But I honestly feel like it's a losing battle because that's how they want to perceive him. Mm. And, like, some of that is, like, against his, his control and that, and it's just mm. the way that he, like, fits into the tribe. Mm -hmm. And I do think if someone else did it, it would be better received. But I, I do understand it's like, oh, a fake idol, but it's like a fake idol together. At a swap, we can maybe use this thing. Also, what else are we doing today? Like, <laughs> I don't think it was as bad as they, as they pointed. But it's, I like we, that we can disagree. Uh, yeah, no, no. But I think it's, like, <laughs> any excuse when you're out there and you're in a tribe, mm -hmm. any excuse is the excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Justice for Ben. They wouldn't have won that justice challenge the next time if they'd voted him out. So I'm going to come next travel with justice for Ben. Yeah, that's a t-shirt. Okay. Do you think we can get a shirt made? That would be extremely, yeah. extremely fun. Okay. Be very cute. I'm, I'm done with this. It. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. We're moving on. I'm, I'm over it. I'm going to shut it now. Let's move on. Okay. We need to take a cake. I mean, break. <laughs> Up next, Tribal Council Twist and Khan crosses out your face. <laughs> I love that part. I love it. I love it. <laughs> This week, only two contestants were sent home on Heroes vs. Villains, thanks to a Tribal Council twist that saw Jerry sent on a mission to the villains' camp. This is probably a good time for Khan Crosses Out Your Face. <laughs> can, can you create a jingle? Done. Crosses out your face. Crosses out your face. Welcome back to Khan Crosses Out Your Face. All right, where's Rogue? Rogue is not on that no, tribe, Khan. Oh, my God. I, I You're haven't, not used to being Yes, I haven't yet. crossed out a hero yet. Oh, my God, where is she? Oh, my God, oh, look at her. Oh, so nice. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I have way too much fun doing this. I love how you're like, I don't know how I'm going to go with the exit interviews. So like, ah! <laughs> oh, forget that I have to do exit interviews. Oh, my God, that was so savvy. We have to do, we, there was another elimination. Sarah, yes. you'll be able to find on the villains. Because she's in, and we did not plan all the pink in memoriam <laughs> of Sarah. Oh, she looks so we pretty. Did. I know, don't. Look at how she looks. I actually think that she did push Miss Grace down the stairs. <laughs> I think she did. I don't think we're legally allowed. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it is alleged that she pushed Miss Grace down the stairs. And I believe that rumour. <laughs> I feel Goodbye. like George really lent into just like Miss Grace, the stairs. Yeah, um, yeah like you, now I'm pushing her down the stairs into the fire. I'm like, when was fire inv involved in that? Poor Sarah. But it was very much Spice Girls versus Sarah this yeah, week. Let's take a look. I was having a chat with Liz about what we do, given that we have a majority of this tribe now. Yeah, but you think that. But I think Sarah's more with the guys than us. I think she's a swire. Yeah. She'll go to whatever It's definitely not her. solid. Would you suggest getting rid of Sarah? Actually, yes. 
I love the actually yes. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, whole yes. that whole sequence with the faces between George and Shawnee, <laughs> I die. Like Shawnee was just like, nah, she's not our friend. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. George was stunned. He was like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> she's not our friend. Shawnee's very down the line. Like you're either on Team Shawnee and she'll be all for you, mm. or if you're not. You're just expendable, and yeah. I feel like that's sadly what happened with Sarah. But yeah. we've seen we've seen this move in previous seasons of Survivor before, getting rid of the person that is the swing vote, right? Yeah. So I mean, it was a great read from from Shawnee and and Liz, and they call her the swear. So this brings us to World of Survivor. On World of Survivor this week, I'm going to talk about one of my favourite moves in Survivor, which is voting out the swing vote. The reason I love it is because you don't fall a lot further than being at the top making all the decisions, feeling like basically royalty and then falling to going home. So this was invented back in 2003 by the great Rob Sestanino. And the reason that it's so interesting is because you have two different groups who might be vying for this vote, who realise that I'm not going to put that in this hand. Like maybe then I'm going to go home or maybe I'm going to lose. So instead of that, we could all be safe. We could vote out the swing vote. And we see it with innovative players who are going to reach across the aisle with, for example, in Australian Survivor, Luke and Sarah, banded together to vote out Odette because they didn't like it being up in the air. Why should Odette have made that decision? They put it in their control. We've seen it many times. We'll see one person switch over, like when Sarah Lucina was voted out in Survivor Kageyan. We've seen a lot of swing votes really take that fall when they won't make up their minds. So Sarah goes home this week for that. And do we feel like this was a good move for both sides to come together George and Simon, after everything, working together to take out Sarah. Before we even get to this, your knowledge is wild. Like, I... I, We're just sitting there like, (laughs) it just flows out of you in 2003. Well, I have to know that move because Rob Sessonino currently employs me, so I had to give out the... He's amazing. Honestly, I was looking at you like, this is why you were late. You were literally (laughs) researching. This is, yeah, my, my titan is coming through, you for sure. You just know everything in that little brain of yours. That's what was the question? What do we think about voting out the swing vote? Because this is, this is where we sit with it. They want to come for each other. Like, mm. George and Simon have been wanting to take the shots at each other, but now they're working together. I think, this is my take, Geordie and George played a bigger part in that because we've seen them connecting mm-hmm, this week mm-hmm. and we, we just see Simon be like, oh, like he feels like Sarah's a little shady. Mm. Maybe we'll go for Sarah. I bet there was a conversation because Geordie's been trying to keep George's name mm. out of it. Do they have a conversation to say we're it's, taking out Sarah? It's really interesting because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, the Spice Girls are going to get rid of Sarah. But I didn't actually see that coming from the guys. Like, yeah. I, I didn't understand how that happened when they all turned on yeah, her. Yep. So I'm really interested to know what actually happened there. Mm. Well, I don't think it was a good move from the guys. Like, I think it's brilliant from the Spice Girls. Like, they, again, George wins Jerry over. That's great. Super unfortunate that he's about to lose Jerry. But he wins that over. They're trying to, like, get numbers against each other. And then they're like, neither of us have the, these numbers. Like, that's the thing with the swing vote. It's like, it could be for either of you, but it's also for yeah. neither of you. So you, so you voted out. The reason I think Simon's group made the wrong call is because Sarah actually wasn't a true swing vote. Like, she even said, I'm pretending to be close to George mm-hmm. to just keep an eye on him. She actually was very much with Simon's side and they really needed that number. But also, when you're playing the game, when you're there and someone says to you, I'm not really playing with them, I'm playing with you, how much of that can you actually believe? Well, they, they misread it. Like, she was with them. And yeah. like, I feel like she's been very much like, we're going to get George out the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they, they felt that, that she was flaky, but she wasn't. She was with them. So I think it's great from the Spice Girls to get out another number, then they're going to be screwed by losing Jerry. Mm. But for Simon's group, like, this should put them at a numbers, not not a deficit, but at a 4-4, because if they have Fraser, Mm -hmm. Stevie, Mm -hmm. Geordie and Simon, now it'll be a 4-3, but they could have used Sarah, I think. So 
I, I think that it was a, a misread from them. They saw her as more in the middle than she actually was. I think being swing vote is always a tricky place. Like, mm. it sounds like a safe place to be, but it is most definitely not. Like, I feel like as seasons go on, people are just looking out for that. I know I am. If, if, if I play and I see someone who's playing both sides, they're on my radar and I want them gone. Like, I just, you just don't have trust for that. you can't trust them. You can't that's trust the, them. I'd rather know straight up you're not with me yes. than someone yeah. who's playing, like, playing me for a fool. Yeah. I feel like when you're out there, that's the most important thing to you yeah. is this trust, like how much you're communicating with someone and how much you can give them information-wise. And if you have someone that's playing both sides, you're like, I can't talk to you. Like, yeah. I can't speak to you. Like, yeah. don't, like just don't be here. Yeah. See, I, I do agree. think that most players will just rely on that number and just see it from, like, that one-dimensional mm. view. But it's when you get those innovative players. Like Rob Sestin, you know, we've seen Boston Rob do it. We've mm. seen, um, you know, like, as I said, Luke and Sarah. And that's what you get from players like George and Geordie who are like, and Simon, like, this is the third option. Again, I don't think it was the right move necessarily mm. for Geordie, Geordie and Simon because I, I don't think that she was as much in the middle as, as other swing votes. But I do admire the thinking that is like, but we can all come back tomorrow and wake up on this speech if we all just band together on this. It could not be a good move for Simon, but I actually don't think it was the worst move for Geordie because he's been having yeah, the conversations well, with George. that's yeah. true. I completely agree with that. Like, I think for Geordie, like, best case scenario is like you, oh, George might have an idol you vote mm. out, like a Shawnee or a Liz, like mm -hmm. not necessarily someone from your own side, but the way that he's, like, I, I, I appreciate that. Mm. That's like the, the Geordie specialty. He will work across the aisle with someone like a Josh, like he did in your season. So yep. he's going to do that. We also see that from George a lot as well, that he's someone who will also just kind of make relationships as he had to. He was like against Baden at the very beginning of the game and then bonded a lot more with him and made that relationship. So they're both the kind of players who will not rule out options. Mm. So they've done that together. And I think that is actually critical to this vote. And I agree that for Geordie to keep that option open is great. I think for Simon, yeah. I'm, I'm less, less on board. Mm -hmm. It's nice sometimes when we agree on things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's nice to agree. We're in much better place. It's a lot better. See, I feel better when we started crossing people's faces out together. Oh. We just, like, got yeah. back on the same track. That's what it ended the I'm jingle. Not, I'm not as scared of you right now. Like, sometimes Stop I'm like... Stop saying you're scared of me. I randomly read an article on Tenplay where you said you were intimidated by me, and I was like, what was this? Are Wait, we not? Like, I'm a little bit... <laughs> Friends. We're not friends. Friends. Okay. This week we caught up with Sarah after she was blindsided by the Spice Girls. Check this out. Oh my God, Sarah. Hello. How are you? I am well, thank you. Thanks for having me. So excited. I am literally, I've got so many questions to ask you. Not about Survivor, so we'll, we'll do that a little bit later. But first... Congratulations on doing Survivor. Like, it is one of the coolest things to get to do in your life. Did, did you enjoy it? I did. I felt like at the time I found it really difficult to enjoy, obviously, because you're starving. Like, the first six days was probably the most difficult, and I was like, what the hell am I doing? And then after that, it was a bit – it was smooth sailing from them because we found some food, we were winning challenges, we were getting some momentum. But the first six days, I just thought, what the hell am I doing? Yes, theme is heroes versus villains, and you found yourself on the villains tribe. Do you think that you're a villain? I think everyone has a villainous side to them. Uh, no matter all the charity work I do, and no matter how I am Miss World Australia and I travel around the world helping people, I still feel like people have a bit of a villainous side to them. So I think it's fitting, and it was quite refreshing to be able to really be intact with that villainous side. I mean, I've had to be an angel for so long and I've had to bite my tongue all the time when I think something isn't the way it should be. So it was 
it was really refreshing to be able to just speak my mind and whatever came to it, I would just say it as it is. So that was probably the most enjoyable about being a villain. Yeah, honestly, I reckon if I was put on this season and I was in the villain's tribe, I would have played exactly into that role. What was your strategy going into it? My strategy was to be friends with everyone, but I do look back on that now and I wish I built a report with everyone in the sense rather than just be friends, I wish I had a personal connection because I feel as though that would have saved me in the long run rather than just being friends with everyone but having that real deep connection where they're like, oh, I trust Sarah. I'm not going to vote her out and I need Sarah. I feel like if I ever did it again, I would probably change that rather than just, oh, I just want to be friends with everyone. I'll really build that deep connection. But that was the strategy going in. And I feel as though it might have backfired a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You, You were talking about the potential coming back. Let's talk about past players. So you're playing as a newbie. How did you find like working with past players? Look, it had its ups and it had its downs. The ups being they were so supportive and they would talk you through it and work you through things. But then the negative side is that you don't realise because you are so oblivious, you don't realise that they're actually going behind your back. And they're doing all this idle searching and they're doing so many things you are unaware of because you are a newbie and I'm in there and I'm like, oh, I just need to survive. And I'm not going to go idle looking because I don't want to be the first one voted out. I want people to trust me. But now looking back on it, I should I should have done all those things and I should have really worked in with the older players. But look, it was positive and it, there was a few negatives in the sense where... <laughs> They knew a lot more than I did. I felt oh, so oblivious half the time. I know I say I'm not a dumb bimbo, but half the time I had no idea what was going on. Um, so at least if I do go back, I would be really on the ball. I would know exactly what's happening and how to play the game. Yeah, look, I, I think I found um, when I did my season and I was a newbie, we had two returnees on our tribe. So we had Mark and... Um, we had Andy, sorry, I totally forgot what Andy's name was. But the way they interacted with us made us work with them in very different ways. Like um, with Mark, he was quite nurturing and helpful and like we thought that we could trust him. But we were always sceptical of Andy. That's why he ended up being our first boot. Was that how you felt? Like um, there were some players, like returnees, that were really easy for you to kind of gel with straight away and then others where you were a little bit kind of weary of them? Yeah, I I felt as though right away I could really trust Sean. I could trust Simon and Geordie. I had no idea Sean is an amazing player, such as what I've been shown. I had no idea the whole time she's going behind people's backs and she's running the show. No idea. So that's completely shocking when I've been watching back the episodes. But I found with George, I was very sceptical. I think because I know his um, the way that he's played and I know his game plan, well, I thought I did. So he was someone who I didn't really want to become close with because I didn't trust him. And he's known to tell you something and do something else. So he was definitely someone where I was very sceptical of Anytime he would say something to me, I'd I'd take it with a grain of salt. But I would say Geordie, Simon, and Sean. I felt I felt though I could trust them. So we're talking about um, you feeling like you could trust them. Were these the players that you were 
well and truly with, or did you see yourself more as like the swing vote that you could have worked with like any alliance? To be honest, I did feel as though I was a swing vote because again, I was friends with everyone and I didn't build those strong alliances. And I really wish I did. So I, I would say that I was a swing vote, as embarrassing as that is to admit. Yeah, I think that's the case. So, uh, so obviously, we get to see that that was kind of ultimately kind of your downfall. Did you, walking into tribal that day, have any inkling that it could have been you? Walking into tribal that night, I had no idea whatsoever. I, I felt generally 100% safe, and that's because people kept telling me, Sarah, you don't need to worry, but Sarah, you needed to worry and you needed to know that you were getting sent home that night and look for those idols. I can't believe the whole time I was like, I'm not going to look for an idol because I feel safe. That really backfired. It hurt the heart, that's for sure. And I definitely got stabbed in the back that I promised myself I wouldn't. But look, you live, you learn, and that's just the way the game went for me. Do you, like looking back, like hindsight, do you reckon your tribe made the right move or do you think that that was kind of like a random thing for them to do? It was, it was random in the sense that if you want to win challenges, not to toot my own horn, but I have been an athlete since the age of four and I really focused on winning challenges. But then I do get at the end of the day, they didn't know if they could trust me. And also I am very competitive and I, I am seen as a threat. I will be honest. So I get their decision, but I do know that it was the wrong decision because I'm the person that could have won them some food, a lot of things. So that's their fault. <laughs> do you think that you, you were saying it was the trust thing? Is, do you think that was ultimately what it came down to, the reason why they voted you out? Yeah, I do believe that's the reason they voted me out because I was going to different people. I didn't know about Sean and Liz and George. I had no idea about their alliance because you know what they told me on the down low was you're a part of this group. So I felt though whatever they were saying, I knew. And I took that trust too far and I had no idea what they were saying about me behind my back. The Spice Girls that I was supposedly a part of so that was really heartbreaking when I found out I'm not a Spice Girl. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I should have, I really should have not said different things to different people. Like to Jordan and Simon, I wanted George out. But to George, I was saying, yeah, George, let's take these other people out. And then to the girls, I was saying something completely different. So that was a big mistake, talking about George to the girls. Yeah. Is that, so is that a regret or do you not really regret it? Is there anything that you like do regret on like not doing or doing on the show? The one thing I do regret is probably being so vocal about who I wanted out and not being so oblivious. I mean, come on, Sarah, you just need to be looking at people talking and you need to know that they're in an alliance. So I just felt so stupid. So that's definitely the one thing I did regret is just saying, I want this person out. I want this person out. I think it's important uh, to be open and let them tell you who they want to, they want out. Yeah. I, a lot of, I think when we watch back, we'll see that a lot of past players don't throw names out. 
straight away. They wait for a name to pop up and then they kind of just, yeah. that's a great idea. <laughs> I went in a little too strong and I, I want George out. So that's definitely something I do regret. But like I keep saying, you live from those mistakes. Yeah, exactly. So um, this is kind of all of the fish questions, but I've got my own questions that I want to know. So these are ones I can only be a little bit more fun. Firstly, I need to know, Miss Grace, let's talk about it. How did that come about? Like, how, how does that rumor even come about? And did you do it? Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know this was a thing until one day I'm seeing myself all over the world on TV screens. So apparently this i i don't even know what happened and why she even said this but apparently all of the miss world contestants there's 110 countries 110 contestants we travel on separate buses she was on one bus i was on the other bus she claimed made up this lie that as she was getting down the stairs i pushed her in the back and she fell over sprained her ankle and ended up in a wheelchair mind you i was on the complete opposite bus and I have all the contestants calling her crazy and saying, I was literally there when she fell. I have the security guard saying, I'm the one that caught her because she fell. But I think she felt really threatened because I was the group leader. So I was elected by the higher ups at Miss World to run my green, oh, sorry, my yellow group. And I had to deal with all these contestants and look after them. I was the leader. And I, I actually got a call on the down low, Sarah, you're in the top 10 can you come to a room for a meeting? So she saw me as a threat. She saw all this happen. And I think she just thought, let's get back at Miss Australia and make up this rumour. Oh, my God. So you, you've done Miss World. You've done Survivor. One is about, like, survival of the fittest. Like, it's about manipulation and stabbing each other in the back. The other is Survivor. Which one was harder? <laughs> you wouldn't be asking me this if you've dealt with beauty queens. Oh, that has to be... <laughs> the most vicious competition I've been a part of. I look, Survivor's difficult, but try being in a beauty pageant with 110 different countries that just want to win and will do absolutely anything to win. Okay, okay. I'm going to go back on this, um, this, this rumour of yours. If you were to, like, if we were to say that there was someone that you would push accidentally on your tribe, who would that person be? <laughs> I think we all know who that would be. It would be little old Georgie because he said a few things that I don't agree with. Right. He speaks a lot about politics and often when he does, I'm just like, oh, the things I would do just to get you to shut up, just please. It was politics. Oh, and if I was elected, George, stop. I think that's a pretty clear one to answer. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, now, before we go, do you have someone that you would like to see win or like a, a someone that you have a feeling playing really well? I would love, and this would be really refreshing because she is a newbie, I would love for my girl Liz to win. And she has what it takes. One, because everyone loves her personality. She's a sass queen. She makes everyone laugh. But two, she is just a beast. Right. Like I can see her winning all the challenges and she just gets along with everyone. So I like, I mean, I was drawn to her. Sean was drawn to her. Everyone was just drawn to her. Oh my God. So she's definitely someone that I think can take it and she deserves it. I mean, she's worked so hard. Uh, so fingers crossed. I can't wait to see the finale and I really hope she's there. 
Yes. Oh my God, that sounds incredible. Now, before I do let you go, last question. Talking about working hard, what are you most proud of on your time on Survivor? Most proud of is that I almost won all my head-to-head challenges and I stepped away from my eight-step skin routine for a whole two weeks. Coming from me, that is a big deal. I mean, I'm glitz, I'm glam, I have a stylist, someone dressing me, I have someone that does my hair and makeup for me. So to really step out there and let all the acne come out and just not even worry about it. That was probably the proudest moment for me is that I can look at myself on the screen and be so, so proud of the way I look and I don't even care. I think that's a pretty big deal for me. It's Survivor chic though. Like you looked amazing out there. I think when you're, when you're playing Survivor, something happens where your skin clears up, like and your eyes get brighter. Everything just looks nicer. And I think it's like the, it's the light out there. It's like just being out with nature that you just look amazing. Oh, I felt like a mermaid. I felt so magical <laughs> out there and I was watching my hair glisten while I'm running in the sun. So it, it wasn't terrible, that's for sure. And it's something that I probably wouldn't rule off again. That's it for this week. Heroes vs. Villains continues this Sunday night at 7.30 on Channel 10. And we'll be back next week with more exclusive Heroes vs. Villains content. Stuff you'll only get here on the Australian Survivor Talking Tribal podcast. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, a Network 10 podcast.